Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Monday, February 13th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, the judge makes a decision on the release of documents related to the special grand jury investigation into attempts to overturn Georgia's 2020 presidential election. A key figure in that investigation says he won't run again, and we'll learn more about the Georgia native who kicked the game-winning field goal in last night's Super Bowl. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. A Fulton County judge ruled today that most of a special grand jury report into interference in Georgia's 2020 presidential election should be kept private for now, while other parts could be published later this week. GPB's Stephen Fowler has more on the judge's decision. Judge Robert McBurney said the special grand jury's report into what laws were broken and who likely broke them is thorough, but because of due process, shouldn't be made public unless or until the district attorney's office actually brings criminal charges. But some things can be made public and likely will later this week on Thursday. The introduction, conclusion, and a section expressing concern that some people lied to the jury under oath because none of those sections name names. Fulton DA Fonnie Willis said at the hearing over this report last month, decisions are, quote, imminent. It's not clear if anyone involved in the case will appeal the judge's order. For GPB News, I'm Stephen Fowler. Among those allies of President Trump central to the case is Georgia Republican Party Chairman David Schaefer, who reportedly is not running for another term as state party leader. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports that Schaefer announced his decision to party leaders in an email on Friday comes amid dissatisfaction among some in the party over GOP losses in the 2020 election and Schaefer's backing of pro-Trump candidates. The Environmental Protection Agency is awarding $1 billion from the Federal Superfund program to clean up 22 toxic waste sites across the country. About $50 million will go to clean up lead contamination in a residential neighborhood in Atlanta. U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock says the project has been waiting for years to access federal funds. The Westside Lead Project will be able to reduce those wait times so that EPA can accelerate the removal of lead from people's properties. This helps our children. Experts say it's unclear exactly where the lead came from, but it is likely from metal foundries that were once common on Atlanta's west side. Workers in seven counties who lost income as a result of the severe storms on January 12th have until Friday to file initial claims for disaster unemployment assistance. The federal program offers assistance to self-employed business people, farmers, loggers, and others not eligible under the state's program. That's according to a release from the Georgia Department of Labor. For more information, visit dol.georgia.gov. Director Tyler Perry is the focus of a new exhibit open this month in Macon in what's billed as a first-of-its-kind retrospective of Perry's career. GPB's Ashley Pemberton has more. The exhibit at Macon's Tubman African American Museum lays out the details of Tyler Perry's life, from his early career milestones to more recent work. Tubman Museum Executive Director Harold Young says the exhibit is a first for the museum and a dream of his to bring to life. I compared him to a Harriet Tubman, uh, where he has reached back and pulled people with him after, after he has gotten to a certain level. He's pulled people back with him and helped so many different people. Perry's body of work includes writing over a dozen stage plays, directing close to 60 feature films, and a New York Times bestseller. The exhibit runs through at least the next two years. For GPB News, I'm Ashley Pemberton and Megan.
Beyonce has added Monday, August 14th as a third show to her stops in Atlanta as part of her Renaissance World Tour. Mercedes-Benz Stadium said Friday the addition is due to high demand. Beyonce fan club pre-sale tickets went on sale today. There are a couple of pre-sales scheduled for later this week, and verified fan ticket sales start on Saturday at 2 p.m. In last night's Super Bowl matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs kicker and Georgia native Harrison Butker launched a 27-yard field goal with eight seconds remaining to put the Chiefs on top. Butker is a graduate of Georgia Tech and Atlanta's Westminster School. When the Westminster Wildcats were looking for a kicker, Butker made the transition to football from soccer. With me now is the high school coach who helped him do that, Westminster assistant football coach Joe Sterniolo. When Harrison was a freshman, he was actually playing just soccer. He had not started playing football yet. And we were having spring practice that year, and we were looking for a new kicker. And our senior kicker from the year before, I had talked to about finding a replacement. And I said, Coach, there's a guy that's in the band with me that's a soccer player. I think he might be pretty good. But uh, Harrison came out the uh, end of his freshman year and had never really kicked a football before. had just been a soccer player decided he wanted to give it a try and ironically I was in the soccer press box and his mom was outside the press box talking to another mom and I heard her say they want Harrison to play football but I'm just not sure about football you know he's always been a soccer player he's never been a football player I'm just worried a little bit and I stuck my head out and said let me introduce myself and had a conversation with Elizabeth she consented now she's an absolute huge football fan I know she was enjoying the Super Bowl as well. So what's it like for uh, soccer players who want to be kickers to transition? And and did uh, Harrison sort of follow the traditional role, or was there something different or special about the way he did it? Well, what he did was work harder than anybody else I've ever seen. His work ethic was unbelievable. The transition for a soccer player, it's a little bit of a different kick. Obviously, the the eye-foot coordination, the the ability to kick, the strength in the leg, all of that transfers over from soccer well. But the motion of kicking a soccer ball and the motion of kicking a football ball are, are different. Your hip's in a different place. You make contact in a different place. Uh, and it's all because of the trajectory that you want on the ball. Some people make the tradition well. Some are not very good at it. Uh, Harrison worked very, very hard, um, not just in season, in the offseason as well, too. He was constantly looking for for uh, ways to improve. That meant, you know, going to camp somewhere, spending extra time with he and I out there. There was many a night that he and the and Izzy, who's now his wife, spent on the field with, you know, him kicking and Izzy chasing footballs down by the goalpost while I was uh, critiquing along the way. So Harrison was a football player. He was a kicker. He was a soccer player. He was also in band. Uh, he played the tuba in band. How did he juggle all those extracurricular activities? He is a very dedicated person, a very committed person. Doesn't worry a whole lot about social media, social activities, things along those lines. He focuses. His focus is tremendous. That's part of what's made him such a great kicker in the NFL is his focus. I mean, last night, obviously, he missed the first kick last night. One of the things that we try to teach kickers There's nothing less important than the last kick, and there's nothing more important than the next one. His ability to just set aside whatever happened and say, okay, that happened. What did we learn from it? Now, let's go get ready for the next one. So you must be feeling some measure of pride right now. Oh, absolutely. 
But, you know, somebody asked me last week, you know, how will you feel if he kicks, a, a, you know, a game-winning field goal? And I said, I'll be tremendously proud. But I'm proud of Harrison, whether he made a field goal or whether he did. The man that he has become is tremendous, phenomenal father, phenomenal figure in the Kansas City area. I mean, he serves as, as an altar assistant in Latin mass and teaches kids how to do that as well. Have you kept in touch with him over the years? Absolutely. Texted with him last night. Oh, what did he have to say last night? Uh, no, we kept it short last night. I, I you know, talked a little bit with him before the game. And, uh, and then after the game, it was right after the game. So he was still on the field when I sent my last text. And I said, you know, I got a few questions, but obviously we'll, they'll wait till later. I want you to enjoy the night. And uh, we'll talk later this week. And he just said, thanks, Coach. Love you. Well, Joe Sterniolo, thank you so much for speaking with me and sharing your thoughts about Harrison Bucker. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're quite welcome. I said, I'm, I'm glad to talk with you about it. I'm glad to spread the word about him. I could not be happier for Harrison Bucker. And that's it for this edition of Georgia Today. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and keep us current in your podcast feed. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave a review. It'll help others find us. And if you've got feedback, of course, we love to hear it. Send us an email. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.